0: Hey sis, we made it. This is the last episode in the stress series here on the podcast. I hope you caught last week's episode where we started our discussion with Amy McKelvey, who is an integrative herbalist and founder and CEO of Her Vital Way, an amazing supplement company that brings herbs to you. This is a company I am so so happy I came across. Amy is such an amazing person. I hope you listened to last week's episode and just got a taste of the beautiful person she is and how much amazing work she is doing for women and just advocating for us to know more about ourselves and also not lose these practices like connecting with the earth and using these herbs that have so many amazing medicinal qualities and no side effects. These herbs are so, so safe. You know, it is something that we need to take advantage of when we live in such a society that is pounding so much stress and pressure and go, go, go. We don't have as much time to slow down. And these herbs can really help our nervous system and our body systems just calm down and adapt to all of those crazy stressors. So inside today's episode, this is part two, and we will be going in. It is a long episode. I didn't really know how else to break this up. So last week's was about a half an hour. This week is about an hour. It is so, so worth it. We go into so much more than herbs. Um, Lots of fun, juicy, juicy topics inside this episode, specifically which herbs are going to help you not only reduce the overall stress in your body, but improve your organ function, improve your pelvic floor function, improve vaginal moisture, improve circulation to that space, reduce constipation and IBS and interstitial cystitis and overactive bladder and so many other pelvic conditions that I work with and that you are experiencing. So this is just another thing for your toolbox. I would love to know what you thought of this interview with with Miss Amy McKelvey. So give it a listen and then go over to the Facebook group, The Balanced Montality Wellness and Support, and let me know so I know if this is something that you guys are interested in and I should be chatting more about on the podcast. But for now, let's dive right into part two. Miss Amy's just going to take it away. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives, without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Montality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But
1: otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Going back to herbs and stress, um, stress impacts every part of us. And it is the driving force for so many ailments. If you just wanna look at the inflammatory piece of it, stress yeah. causes inflammation. Chronic inflammation leads to every um, you know, illness. Illness thrives in inflammation, cancer thrives in inflammation, heart disease thrives, uh, infertility thrives. Um, incontinence all of these things can stem from inflammation mm-hmm. the body is angry right it's angry it's 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 exhausted because it's having to fight you know so many different things at once and it never gets rest and restore time so you know, what can you do to help that? Well, we talk about lifestyle changes and, you know, you hear people talk about, you know, meditation and stretching, time and nature, like we were just discussing, um, saying no more, uh, not celebrating multitasking. Um, there's so many different ways to address stress. And I do believe it needs to be comprehensive and it ha- a huge portion of it needs to be with nutrition um, mm-hmm. and the way that we think and the way that we digest our thoughts because our thoughts can be very stress producing. So learn Mm -hmm. about meditation, learn about the mind. But in those times where like, let me give you an example, you know, you have a young child, you're working, um, you have aging parents, you have a world in chaos, um, you're just constantly there's never any break. And you can't find those moments to get down and do, you know, yoga stretches, or you just can't even find the motivation because you're so much on overwhelm. That is a beautiful time to incorporate plants, incorporate them proactively, preventatively like you were just talking about, and then also incorporate them for symptom relief. So there's a class of of plants that are my favorite, and I'm never shy about admitting that. And they're called nervines. And that's just like what they sound. They work on our nervous system and they're powerful and they can relax. Um, even uh, muscles, they can lower blood pressure, they can reduce cortisol levels, the stress hormone. I love nerving plants, a lot of plants that people are already familiar with. I mean, chamomile is one of the most known nerving plants uh, throughout the world and it's hot. It's used with people of all ages. It's one of my favorite plants. Um, so chamomile, lemon balm, passion flower, valerian, oats, um, oats are a beautiful Mm. nerving plant. They're also a tropho restorative. So they're, they are a nerving that actually helps to uh, repair and restore function and strengthen the, you know, the nervous system, Um, even repairing myelin sheath. So I love oats and I would love all women and uh, to incorporate them into tea blends and even using them for foods. Yes, oatmeal is um, uh, a derivative of that. So um, Uh, Some others, school cap, Um, uh, there are adaptogens that are also nervines Um, and adaptogens, you know, for people that aren't familiar with them, you know, I know a lot of people are familiar with things like ashwagandha and, you know, there's fancy lattes out there now and there's a lot of companies doing great work with adaptogenic herbs, but for an herb to be classified as an adaptogen, it has to do no harm. So for people that are a little bit afraid of plant medicine, adaptogens are a great place to start because no matter what is going on within your being um, and what you are fighting or what medicines you are taking, there aren't any contraindications with adaptogenic herbs. They are incredibly safe and they go in and they work to help the body respond to stress in more productive ways. So um, it's improving your resilience. You know, a lot of times, I talk in my work a lot, and I know we spoke about these pathways that are created, these pathways in our bodies, you know, where the body reacts a certain way because it's always reacted that way. It's a, it's a trigger. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like for people that have a, when they get upset, they get, you know, they get angry, their temper, um, or they cry. Like, these are things that we get very used to. Um, It's in our muscle memory, but we can change. The body is brilliant at changing. We just have to support Mm -hmm. it. And herbs help the body to change and create new pathways. So in my family, an area that I think we've all needed to work on is we have very, um our nervous systems are super reactive. Um, You know, some people in their families have circulatory issues, they have gut issues, um, they have systemic inflammation, um, they might have cognitive issues. In my family, there's just our nervous systems are super reactive. So in times of stress, you're going to have things that that pop up because of a nervous system response, like either you can't sleep or your nervous system affects your digestion because there's such a strong Mm -hmm. connection between the gut and the nervous system, or it affects your hormones because you constantly have stress pumping through your body and it throws off your hormonal imbalance. Um, Or in my family, we even had cold sores, which are incredibly common nowadays. There is, you know, I would say one in every two clients I talk to has a history of cold sores When they're stressed Mm -hmm. and they come out at terrible times, the worst times, the most important times, um, come out. When you get your period, you know there's nervous system overload and there's the vagus nerve and there's this, there's this, these pathways in the body that just get angry. And how do we calm them? How do we help them in times of stress? And to me, the most beautiful thing about nerving herbs is I can say. I know that next week is gonna be stressful. I know it, I'm looking at my calendar. I see what's happening. Maybe I also know where I am in my cycle. I know that next week is going to be nonstop. So what can I do ahead of time to prepare my body in the best possible way so that I stay as balanced (laughs) as Mm -hmm. possible, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where Nervine Herbs are just phenomenal. And then during that week, can I make myself infusions? Can I have some valerian and passion flowers, some oat? Um, can I take shisandra shisandra berry is my favorite adaptogen for women. It has a history of usage that spans thousands of years, was used with nobility in China. It helps so many different organ systems. Um, It helps with, you know, it's a hepatic. It helps with liver function, which is critical for women, and really processing hormones and keeping hormonal balance. It helps with digestion. It helps with um, your hair, skin, and nails, and inflammation. It helps with um, your nervous system. It's anti-tumor. It's It's so many, many things. But most importantly, it really helps you to adapt and respond to stress in more productive ways. So you don't get as triggered for as long or in as extreme a fashion. Um, And so I take Shisandra. I use it in my practice I have for decades. And um, I hear from women all the time, I don't know how I got through without this herb. Uh, it's like the stress is still there, but i it's mm-hmm. moved to the back, right? If you think, yeah. like, it's like, I don't respond. It's not like, screaming in my ear it's in the back and it's a little muffled like okay life is kind of stressful but it's not screaming in my ear and so when when things aren't screaming in your ear you can actually make better decisions and you know more deeply you know well and that was one of the ones you sent
0: me and so one of the things because i have i've been talking with my patients a lot and um sending them your your herbs because I have found, you know, taking these and kind of thinking back of, you know, trying to get to know the herb and some of them were really subtle. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, I feel fine. I feel good. So we're just going to keep taking these. But when I added in the schisandra one, one of yeah. the schisandra, the one thing I noticed is I had, because I am too, and my family, were big, passionate, fiery, like we mm all of my kids. I thought we were going to have, you know, some mellow, quiet kids because me and my husband are both just sparks, but nope, we passed it on to all three of our kids. So our house is loud (laughs) and chaotic and triggered, like very, very (laughs) easily triggered. And I noticed this moment of pause. Like I started to get this, like instead of just snapping at my kids or, you know, being so annoyed because it was the 20th -hmm. time I told them to pick something up. I just noticed this moment of like (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Like, and I was little, able to respond. Yeah, yeah. I was able to respond a lot more how I wanted to respond. Right. Cause you look back and you're like, Oh, why did I respond like that? Right. And Cause it so was an, it was a knee jerk reaction. Something I noticed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was great. And- I love it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful herb. And, you know, I wish, like, for example, I wish it could be in every postpartum kit. I mean, I took it mm-hmm. after to both my girls. I've always been a woman who is extremely sensitive to hormonal changes. It happened when I was 13. It happened with both pregnancies. After both pregnancies, it happened perimenopause and menopause. When I have hormonal fluctuations, I feel it extremely. And so Shisandra helped me incredibly. Um uh, through my postpartum, and uh, I really don't know how other women do it without Shisandra, but you know maybe they're just not as sensitive to hormonal changes. Um, but it also helps. You know, struggling. they're struggling. <laughs> yeah, they're they, that's, struggling. That's the truth. Is they're struggling. That's the more.
0: sadness, sad story I hear. You know, is it's like we're just accepting all of these aches and pains and the exhaustion right. and the overwhelm. And I have these women coming in. It's like, so how's postpartum going? And you know, mm. they're like. It's it's good, like but you can see yeah. the, the overwhelming like yeah I'm fine and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. and I'm like I'm are good. you sleep you know are you sleeping mm-hmm. like do you are mm-hmm. you doing things you enjoy and you're just kind of seeing that they're slowly getting sucked into this um dark mm-hmm. cloud that can very easily overtake your life when you become a mom, you know, like you're putting someone else before you and you Mm. shouldn't, right? Like, I think that's the story that we feel is this pressure to be all the things, especially when we have a kid, and we carry this child, we birth this child, and then it's all on the child how's the child doing is the is your baby eating is your baby sleeping yeah. but nothing is there for the mom you know we get no. that 6 week quote unquote clearance which drives me absolutely insane oh it's a joke it's a joke at this point they don't even you know i'm surprised to hear if my patient comes back and says that they had an internal assessment. You know, most of the time they're not doing a pelvic floor assessment. And even if they Mm -hmm. are, they're not looking, you know, for is the muscle, do you have trigger points in your muscle? Do you have nerve impingement in your muscle? Do you have scar tissue? You know, all these physical things. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, yeah, you know. Things feel good. You're not bleeding anymore, no pain. What birth control do you want? Like, that's this clearance. And there's nothing else there to Uh support you, you know? Like, oh, Uh yeah, you're not sleeping well. Welcome to new mom life. And it's just really unfortunate. (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, you know, talk about, you know, you add like, your, the leaking and all of that, you know, oh, it is. Yeah. it's just this story that we accept as being a mom. And it's just, I think sure. that is really where that passion for me came. Cause it was like, no, like this not and we need to be a better advocate for ourselves and seek that support. And I love these su- supplements because it is, a, you know, like I am a pelvic floor physical therapist. So when patients are coming into me and I am very holistic, we talk about, I have my bachelor's in nutrition. So we talk a lot about nutrition and sleep and all of those foundational things, but I yeah. love the supplement idea because yes, I'm giving people many times like exercises, right? Especially breath work. Like yeah. that's something I give for mm-hmm. everybody um, and my listeners, if they've been with me for an certain more than just this episode should know how obsessed I am with breath work and how yes. healing it is for You're the here. body, not just <laughs> because of that, you know, like it is such a healing practice, yeah. but it is something that, and, and, you know, even with the breath work, I like to say, you can do it anywhere. Like it shouldn't take up space as mm-hmm. like a to-do list. You really can just do it wherever you are, but beyond mm-hmm. the breath work, right. I'm giving women these exercises and that can mm-hmm. be. A, a challenge, you have to kind of find sure. the time to do it, you know, whereas these that's supplements right. can be and these herbs can be something that you can just take in the morning, when you're eating that's your right. breakfast, and not have to really think about doing the work, you're just putting something in your body that's going to do a lot of the work for you behind the scenes. That's right. And like and that's you said, the it's an adaptogen, right, that it's not mm. gonna, like, there's not very, money if any side effects especially with the no, adapter, none. Right, like there's no, no. side effects none no. easy like why aren't we taking these then like what why aren't is, we and yeah you why, know,
1: aren't, we taking these why aren't we and there's a lot of cultures that are but why aren't we here i mean it's interesting yeah. because now adaptogens are even being used in the military for ptsd i mean we have come a long way but yes. you know what why is it still so hard but yeah. to funnel it to women at critical times critical mm-hmm. times of isolation when you're home as with the child line. yeah as a first line like don't don't you deserve a little bit of help right it's mm-hmm. like you you don't have to do everything alone the plants are here to help you other women are here to help you and let's start having very real conversations stop stigmatizing stop adding shame to how you feel yes you have a beautiful baby and you are so thankful but you also are overwhelmed and you're exhausted Mm -hmm. and you're in pain. I mean, I had with my second daughter, terrible sciatica pain and that's when a PT specialist changed my life. And I just thank, I thank universe every day that my OBGYN who's now retired and was a beautiful woman that she said to me, "You need to go see a PT specialist because um, nobody with my first um, delivery even mentioned that." You know, um, but mm-hmm. I, in yeah. fairness, I didn't have the pain, so I wasn't speaking up. Um, mm-hmm. But we have to get to a point mm-hmm. where that there is help, and that's where the herbs yeah. are beautiful. Incorporate them; they're easy to incorporate. You know, mm-hmm. you have them on it. You know, shizan, my chisandrella, and chisandra berry can be taken on an empty stomach or with food, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, you can be proactive and you can say, I know that I'm under a lot of stress right now. So what are the things that I can do to better support myself? It's just mm-hmm. an act of love. It's yeah. it's it's such a courageous thing to truly love yourself. And as every mother eventually, hopefully learns, and we, mm-hmm. I really wished we would learn it before we become moms, but you are only, only as good to your children as you can be to yourself. And so the more yeah. you cradle yourself and just, you're dripping in self-love. I mean, I am my number one fan and it's not an ego thing. I just know myself and I get myself and I have deep appreciation for my life's journey and for what I have achieved and for what I'm trying to achieve. And so that carries into every, every, the minutia of my life and everything I do with my daughters and with my children. And when Mm -hmm. I don't take care of myself, then I'm not a very good mom. I'm tired, I'm grumpy, I'm short. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. maybe not as joyful and playful. I'm reactive, right? Um, But when I take care of myself, I am a rock star mom. And you know what? I want to be a rock star mom every day. So you know what that means? I need to take really, really good care of myself. And plants help me do that along with excellent nutrition and exercise yes. and mindfulness and amen for breathing. Like, why don't we teach proper yes. breathing in school? You know, oh, I whole, know. Like, lift your shoulders up. No, that is not taking a deep oh. breath. You should see mm-hmm. your big belly come out. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't we teaching young women to have strong grounded voices? If you spend your whole life apologizing for who you are and you never are able to use a deep strong, this is who I am voice, you're going to have problems. You're going to have physiological problems because your breath is not dropped and grounded and deep. And it's going to throw off so many things for your entire life. And that's not Mm -hmm. to say that we all need to run around with, you know, like deep whatever, you know, voices. But a grounded voice that's connected to the breath is what Mm -hmm. I'm always looking Mm -hmm. for with my clients. Be connected to your body. Don't apologize for who you are and what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And I am just adamant about the fact that plants help us do this. And it's magical. And there have been a lot of clinical studies that show how plants change us. And they still can't figure out the true magic of plants. They can't figure it out. And I love that. I'm okay with that. I don't need to know. (laughs) I trust the plants. They have served me very, very well. Um, And now even as a menopausal woman, it's like, I feel so liberated. I really have never been happier in my body. And yet I'm sad because the stigma that is attached to women through menopause and the ads that I see on social media and the Mm -hmm. money people want you to spend. And nobody says listen to your body. Nobody says this is a time in your life to take excellent care of yourself. This is a time in your life where your body really doesn't want a lot of stress. So if you can reduce stress, your perimenopausal symptoms and your menopausal symptoms are going to improve exponentially. Nobody Mm -hmm. gives just the free tidbits, right? The common knowledge of just care for thyself and everything else will get better. Um so these conversations talking to women in an honest way and if they give you an answer of like no i'm fine being mm-hmm. able to go are you though let's break it down are you sleeping are you mm-hmm. crying a lot um are you holding your shoulders are they really tight do you have incontinence how do you feel do you feel like you have any vaginal moisture does it feel comfortable in your own body um you know talking to women about the truth And Mm -hmm. the more that women like you and I can share our truth and say, yeah, oh, yeah, vaginal dryness for me and perimenopause and even after both my girls were born was very, very real. But I didn't want to take topical hormones. I didn't want to do the things that, you know, common, um, you know, sort of Western medicine approach because it didn't feel right. And so I turned to... Uh, mucilaginous herbs and foods. I turned to sea buckthorn oil, and I started incorporating a lot more fatty acids and omegas. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, ingredients like sea buckthorn oil are clinically proven to improve vaginal uh, mucosa and the integrity of the epithelial tissue. Um, And you have, you know, things that people... Are eating every day. It's like just eat more of them. Eat the chia seeds, eat the flax seeds, um, you know, incorporate things like oatmeal into your diet, have more healthy fats, and really bring a juicy quality to your tissue um, Mm -hmm. on a cellular level. And that's very empowering to know that you can do that, that you can heal yourself is incredibly empowering. And there have been times in our history where we have vilified and even. you know, uh, quite frankly, burned women for having knowledge about their bodies and having knowledge about plants and for being empowered women that want to heal and heal others. And thankfully, we are in an age where that is not the case, but there's still such there's this idea that we all need to have an expert tell us about our own body, and I really resent that as a woman. Mm-hmm. And when I get women to listen to their own bodies, they tell me extraordinary things, and they are phenomenal at diagnosing themselves. Mm-hmm. And they need to be—they need to be told that what they hear and what they feel is true. So true, and can, true. I and can save their life, you know.
0: Yes. Well, and that's something that I just experienced so much, you know, with the women I work with because as we're working through that process of just trying to get to know their bodies, you know, I yeah. I did an episode on this a few weeks ago because it is something that I just find is like that biggest barrier but also biggest thing that you can do for yourself is just mm. re get reintroduce yourself to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, get to know totally. yourself. And mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about like pelvic floor (laughs) issues, whether it's incontinence or prolapse Mm. or pain with intercourse or, you know, constipation and IBS and all of these gut things that are going on, you know, Mm. just getting to like Like again, we disconnect, and so just looking and just touching and just getting to Mm. that feel, because like you said, like with your your friend when you were a kid, right? Like no one's doing that for women. Like nobody. You're hearing all over, you know, the media, like erectile dysfunction medication and all of this kind of stuff. And like you know, it was always a joke of like, yeah, like guys masturbate, but like that was never even a conversation of like self-pleasure is okay. And like, get yeah. to know your body and how it mm-hmm. feels. But when it comes to like that journey and getting it's so it's such an honor to get to be a part of that journey, because I can just see these women starting to break down these walls. And you know, when yeah. I'm doing for example, I see it most commonly with the internal pelvic floor because I really do believe that pelvic floor and all muscle and, uh, you know, really our whole body holds memory, but muscle really holds memory and, you know, our fascia and all of that physical connection into the nervous system. I believe the pelvic floor is this, um, you know, this center of so much energy and so much of the spiritual piece of it and the emotional piece of it. And so, so many times I have women coming to me Maybe it's just leaking, Um, but, or, you know, like pain and we're doing an internal assessment and, you know, maybe for leaking, they're thinking, I have no tightness. Like I'm weak. Everything's weak. Give me Kegels. I got told I need to come here and do Kegels. And I'm like, well, like, let's do this assessment. I'm like, actually, everything is so tight. Like, no wonder your pelvic floor isn't functioning and you're leaking because everything is locked up. And, you know, they're like, oh. That's interesting. And then, you know, as we start to dive in and we give them that breath work piece so they can start to one again, how is your breath? Are you breathing into your mm. core and and mm. remembering that the pelvic floor is the core system, right? Like we need to That's bring right. that breath even lower than the belly. I want that pelvic floor oh, to yeah. expand. I want to see the perineum expand. I want to see it. movement Love it. there. I want to know that that not only the physical pressure is getting to that space because that's such a beautiful piece of the breath, right? We're getting a physical stretch, a physical release of um, tension in the pelvic floor, in the back, in the abs, in the gut. We're getting a massage to our GI. Like there's so many physical Mm -hmm. things that are going on there, but with that diaphragm vagus nerve piece, you know, we are just fully calming the system. And so I, you know, yeah. And so it is amazing. could go off on a tangent on that forever. But um, when I'm doing that internal assessment, you know, and I'm feeling tightness or whatever it is, there's so many times that the body responds, right? Like the body brings up that memory and that trauma. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that woman that was very disconnected is now kind of getting a response in their body and they don't know how to perceive it. They don't really know what it means. Maybe they're mm-hmm. shaking. Maybe they start crying and they're like, oh, no, it's not painful. I don't really know why I'm crying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just releasing. And sometimes, you know, it's even really, uh, really cool as women will be like, I don't know why this just popped into my head. But Mm -hmm. I just remember this time, like when I was a kid and, you know, my parents were yelling at me for whatever this whole situation, like it could be anything from childhood, it could be a Mm -hmm. fall on the tailbone, it could be an embarrassing moment with a partner, like your partner made a comment about your body or something, you know, like whatever it is. And these women start telling me these stories and I can physically feel that trigger point and the muscle just melt away and just release all of it. And Mm -hmm. it's just such an amazing peace to get to see that actual connection in them listening to their body and letting their body process that and not holding it. Because that's what we do, right? We just hold on to the stress. We We hold on to the anxiety. We hold on to all of it. And we put off this facade that we've got it all together. And I just think it is, it's such a disservice and it is causing so many other issues. Pain is obviously one of those ones that's like, I think it's the body's final, like you know, last straw. Like, well, I think you know, disease and dysfunction really is where we've just ignored our body for way too long, and yeah. things have been way out of whack. And we see that dysfunction and disease, but pain is kind of that, like, hello, things have been kind of going on yeah. here, and you're not paying attention, so I'm going to start hurting, so that you'll. Pay I'm going to scream.
1: Right, I'm going to scream. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. It. And unfortunately, we ignore that, right? It's like we have pain. And it's like, Oh, like most people are like, now I ignore you even more, (laughs) because you're just in my way, like, you're a barrier to me being able to do the things I want to do. Another common one I see is IBS and all these gut issues, because working Mm. with the pelvic floor, many people forget about the colon and the rectal side of it, you know, constipation, or IBS, either side, whether you're backed up, or you've got diarrhea and chronic inflammation in that space. It is so detrimental to the pelvic floor. And That's when we're awesome. talking about not only that pelvic floor connection into the nervous system, the gut is super tied into the autonomic nervous system, right? And you touched on that piece which of mental health and um, that you know, brain, nervous system connection with our gut. Um, I did just um, part of my stress series. One of the episodes is on nutrition and I go a lot more into the gut brain access because it is, it's really Mm -hmm. a piece that is so vital. If our
1: digestion
0: Massive. and is messed up even if we're eating what we're supposed to be eating right like we're eating the fruits and vegetables we're taking the okay. oats, maybe we're even taking supplements but we're so stressed like we are not mm. dealing with whatever is stressing us out or we haven't processed a trauma or something your gut isn't even really going to be able to digest like no it's, not even, need, yeah, it's not, not even processing your body's not even processing anything yeah. Yeah. And so IBS and gut stuff is a huge thing I deal with. And so I know you mentioned a little bit um, of those supplements that can help with that. But could you just kind of like review again, some of those things that could really help with like our ability to digest, our ability right. to just l- reduce those IBS symptoms, improve our overall gut function and overall improve our mental and, and stress mm.
1: health. Mm. i happy to talk about those. So, you know, first of all, uh, going back to stress. Stress is going to um, aggravate the digestive system in all kinds of ways. I and mean, when we're under mm-hmm. stress and we go into fight or flight, the body stops, um, even like salivating, right? So mm-hmm. and our muscles tense. All things that are terrible for digestion. So we have circulation do, goes uh, down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Circulate I mean, it's just it's a mess. And so it's it's important if you're you know trying to run away from a lion. But if you're trying to digest your meal, it's not it's not a good thing. And so we need to start practicing like deep breathing before we eat, there's all those physical things that we can do to lower cortisol. But there are also plants that can help, and so L-theanine is one of them. L-theanine has been clinically shown, especially the form that we use, which is called Alpha Wave. Um, and I always am passionate about making it affordable because I just feel like everyone should have L-theanine in their pockets and in their cars mm-hmm. and in their kitchens and their bathrooms, um, because it's such a wonderful amino acid. So this, in its in itself, is not a true botanical medicine, but it is derived from green tea. L-theanine is in green tea, but Um, When it's isolated, it doesn't have any caffeine. So it's caffeine free and it creates Mm -hmm. alpha waves in the brain and it lowers cortisol. And so when you lower cortisol, you can actually start to digest food and process nutrients better. Um, mm-hmm. and when you reduce stress, then also your muscles can relax, your body can pass food through better. Um, there's more secretions at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. but then there are also a class of herbs and schisandra is one of them. Um, uh, even though it's an adaptogen, but it has so many functions, which is why I love it as just an all around great, um, Herb for women, um, but there are a class of herbs that have a um, uh, an affinity with the gut, and uh, specifically that help with digestion, and they're bitter herbs. And so they're just mm. like what they if you were to taste them on your tongue, they're bitter. And we used to have bitters as part of our everyday routine. You know, our salad, salad started out as being bitter. They were dandelion Mm -hmm. leaves and plantain leaves. And, um, you know, they had a, uh, a bitter component and that preps the body for a meal it says to the body you're about to get food and the body produces more bile and gets a little bit more juicy and just kind of starts its engine Um, but now we don't do bitters before we eat we just eat these big meals and most of the time we eat them when we're on the go and we're stressed and it's a terrible combination for the body and when you think about it from a point of view of kindness which is something i talk about a lot If we could be kinder to the body, so many of our issues, our problems, our ailments would resolve themselves. So Mm -hmm. think of the lens of being kind. You shouldn't even drink your water in a gulp. You shouldn't send that energy down to your body. Try to do things with kindness. Well, bitters to me are inherently kind because they're prepping the body for food so i like to tell people to take them like 15 minutes before a meal start with just a few drops you know so if you are somebody that has grd or heartburn issues and stuff you don't want to irritate tissue that's already inflamed so just start with a few drops get to know the herbs taste them on your tongue and feel the saliva forming in your mouth and that you swallow and then start your meal and eat very mindfully and very slowly and don't eat until you're full, like stop beforehand. Once again, be kind to the body. Um, so bitters are excellent, but then you also have, when you're dealing with like IBS and Crohn's and these issues, you know, there's a lot of herbs that are powerful anti-inflammatories. So if you can address inflammation and you can get the inflammation down, your body is going to um, process nutrients so much better. You're gonna digest better. You're gonna eliminate better. Um, and so those are, you know, herbs like turmeric and ginger. I have a blend that I've always loved um, called tumor zing And it's, mm-hmm. um, very good for digestion and for inflammation. And it's excellent. A lot of clinical studies on turmeric and ginger for things like Crohn's and IBS and IBD. Um, But then there are carminative herbs. You know, there are herbs that help with like gas buildup and um, just expelling that extra air so that you don't feel uncomfortable Mm. and you don't have loading. Um and so you know you're looking at um you know some of the you know the mint family you're mm-hmm. looking at things like thyme, um chamomile is also carminative. Um I love licorice root. I mean there's so many wonderful herbs that help with our digestive processes. But if we are stressed, there you know we are making it very difficult for the herbs. And so the mm-hmm. most beautiful you can do going back to your talk about breathing is just exhale Mm -hmm. and slowly inhale and get the body calm and say to the body, you're okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. The world is a mess. The world is crazy. There's so much that needs to be fixed. But right now in this moment, even put your arms around yourself if you have to. I used to have my girls do this when they were little. Hug yourself and be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. And then, you know, start your meal. Like we need to just dial back the stress. It is out of control. Mm-hmm. That's why mental health is, uh, mental health issues are off the chart yeah. at every age, but particularly our young people that I'm so very concerned about. And so, yeah, we need to dial it back we need to get Uh, strive for balance, at least, instead of ignoring that balance is something that is even possible, instead of denying Mm -hmm. the fact that the body requires homeostasis. It requires it. The body Mm -hmm. was built to heal, but we get in its way all the time. And then we have symptoms of insomnia. We have all all kinds of symptomology that we end up trying to treat without looking at what's causing it. And stress is the number one thing. So if you can take herbs for stress and then incorporate lots of lifestyle changes um, and you can go after stress, you know, and and make it a very real part of your day. Like my day is always going to be about um, acknowledging the stress and doing everything I can proactively, preventatively and in the moment through breathing and relaxation and um working with my mind and my nervous system and even knowing that my breath affects my nervous system. Like I loved when you talked Mm -hmm. about breathing into the pelvic floor, like dropping that breath I used to when I did a lot of breath work because I had asthma when I was in college. And it's one of the things that uh, really brought me to using herbs in a powerful way for myself because I didn't want to use inhalers. I didn't want to stop exercising like my doctors were telling me to. So I was Mm. responsible and I kept an inhaler with me because you always want (laughs) to breathe. But... (laughs) I started listening to people like Dr. Andrew Weil at the time who was saying, you know, if you have lung issues, green tea, turmeric, ginger, broccoli, these are the things you should be doing. Exercise, you know, stop using um, uh, foods that have... Um, preservatives in them. They irritate the lungs. They irritate the tissue. A lot of people have the sensitivity to preservatives. So I cut out so many of the foods that I was eating in college. Um, And all of a sudden I started to heal and my lungs got stronger. And then I was doing marathons and I was running for fun. And I was such a happy and joyful person. I didn't have stress because I felt good in my body and I could breathe and get a deep breath. And when I was doing breath work at that time, a woman that I worked with said, I want you to take, I want you to breathe from your toes Mm -hmm. and just mindfully practicing that. Do you know that was one of the things that helped me the most in delivering my children? Because I felt this tension and my immediate reaction was to tense up and get scared. Mm -hmm. And instead I said, I can do this the pain, I'm going to breathe into it. I'm going to listen to the pain. I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to help it. And I'm going to break it up with my breath because my breath is so powerful. And that's how I delivered both my girls vaginally without uh, an epidural. And I know that's not possible for a lot of women, but for me it was, and I'm grateful that it was. Um, a lot of the women in my family had cesareans. And so my doctor was like, you're probably going to need a cesarean," and. And that would have been fine too, as long as the outcome was healthy mom, healthy baby. But yeah. I was the first woman on either side of my family to have a vaginal delivery. And so there was no one to help me with advice or suggestions or postpartum or tears or any of the pain or sciatica. Like nobody had any advice oh. for me. And breathing really helped me deliver. It helped me heal. It helped me sleep. It helped me nurse. Mm-hmm. It helped my milk to come in. Yes, oh my goodness. The It breath really is everything. It is.
0: I love it. I love it because it is, you know, it's something that even being, you know, having my doctorate in physical therapy and really being that specialist in the um neuromuscular and musculoskeletal system of the body and knowing the anatomical functions of the breath and all of that you know, mm. I still didn't appreciate it until I got into my pelvic floor training, because and even then, right, I was trained on it, like, yes, it does all these great things. And it's really, it it was also what kind of really clicked that, oh, like, this is the core system. And no wonder the breath is so beneficial to healing issues. I was thinking more physiologically in terms of like, oh, well, obviously, your breath has to work with the abs and the pelvic floor together to manage pressure, and we need to be mm. able to make sure that we're not holding our breath and capping pressure and that can increase risk of prolapse and leaking and all of these things but yeah. it wasn't until actually working with a patient and it was one of my first couple pelvic floor patients and she came in with really bad pain wasn't having intercourse for like 10 years and I was like oh my mm-hmm. gosh how am I going to help this woman like I really mm-hmm. don't know um I did an inter the internal assessment wasn't even really um we weren't really able to do a full assessment because it was just too painful to even get internal. We did an external assessment and it was uncomfortable, you know, so I gave her the breath work. And I was like, and that was really kind of my only tool at the time. I'm like, go try this out. (laughs) And she came back and I was kind of like, How was the breath work? And she's like, Oh my gosh, my pain is almost gone. Like, she went from having like 10 out of 10 pain. I didn't do any internal release work. I didn't do Mm. anything other than teach her the idea and the mechanics of this breath and really trying to Mm. just get her to understand also from a physiological side, like, well, if things are tight and painful, because again, yes, we hear. Or we feel pain and our body tightens up. And so it could be kind of that chicken or the egg, right? Like, where things kind of tight and you were clenching and your nervous system is a little revved up. So you're someone who kind of clenches a lot because that's also very common in our society based on, you know, how we hold our tension, right? We're just kind of clenching things. And it might not be painful at first, but then you have a tight muscle that you keep clenching and it will become painful because now you have yes. trigger points and things that are like, like in spasms that are like, stop clenching, like, let me go. (laughs) And so, you know, it's one of those things that with um, birth, I I love that you had that um, awareness because yeah, with my three, my first one, I didn't have that awareness and I still Mm -hmm. delivered her fully naturally, no epidural, but it was a very, you know, I mean, it was long—16 hour. Well, 16 hour labor, which was yeah. felt like a, an eternity. And right. you know, afterwards, I felt very out of my body, which I come to realize was more just hyperventilating. Like I wasn't—you yeah. know—I was just <laughs> yeah. like in the moment, like okay, get her out. I don't know. And whereas, and I had a little bit of tearing, um, but yeah, with I my know. second two, I went in with having that knowledge now of just the mm-hmm. basics of tension creates tightness, right? And tightness and tension can create pain and straining, which creates more tension and creates more pain. So if mm-hmm. we have a tight pelvic floor, which is where the baby is coming through, ideally, right, like we need to yeah. be able to relax that muscle. And it's not, you know, there can be some mis- um Understandings of like this muscle pushes the baby out, and that's not the case, right? Like the pelvic floor actually has to fully relax and get out of the way so that Mm -hmm. the uterus can do its job and get the baby out. And so, if you're someone who you feel tension or stress and you're clenching your pelvic floor without noticing it, and then you go into delivery and you feel this pain of a contraction, your pelvic floor is like, Oh, I know what to do, and it's tightening up. And so, the biggest thing I went in was like, I'm going to just be a loose noodle. And I felt <laughs> so like silly even saying that because I'd already gone through a delivery. I'm like, how is that even possible? How am I going to be able to just relax and let this baby come out? But, you know, so I didn't even let my husband hold my hand because that's that yeah. very stereotypical, like squeezing the partner's hand mm. and, and just tensing while you're going through a contraction. And so, no, I was like, Nope, I want you to just hold me because I'm going to go limp. Like as soon as a contraction comes on, I'm just going to go limp and focus on my breath and yeah. I just was that breath piece because yes you feel the pain but it's also again kind of trying to understand and reframe that sensation mm-hmm. and then many mm-hmm. times I think that's the most powerful thing we can do is again try and listen to that pain and what it's right. trying to tell you because right. in that moment of like childbirth you know as much as it is uncomfortable and it hurts you're also now instead of thinking like oh no here comes this sensation like just knock me out I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, Oh, here comes this energy surge that is helping bring my baby earth side to me. So every surge I am welcoming and every Mm -hmm. surge I am appreciating and working with instead of against. And I swear by that because I, you know, my last two (laughs) were like, I pushed that baby out in one minute. I had no tearing. Like it was the most like life, like afterwards, they gave me the baby and I was present because I was, you know, I wasn't there straining and tightening right. and not breathing. Like you right. really just that breath is just so powerful. Again, getting it's off on a tangent. No. On the
1: breath. <laughs> well, no, but you know what? It's, you know why it's not a tangent. It's, it's, it's so relevant and you are spot on because here's the thing when you're talking even about interstitial cystitis, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about UTIs, you're talking about incontinence. So much of that um, really affects our breath and the breath can, you know, when I'm working with uh, a lot of women that have IC and um, they're so frustrated because it's incredibly painful and they, they feel like their whole, um, you know, their whole uh nether regions as one of my one of my clients says it all the time she's an older woman every time she says it, it makes me laugh but now she's got me saying it which is, just cracks me up and I now am saying nether regions but you it just feels angry and it feels like mm-hmm. everything that you eat everything that you do every time you go to the bathroom I mean it's a ter- it's feels terrible. And yet still so many doctors don't know what to do about it and don't understand what causes it. And they don't even really understand epithelial vaginal tissue, which is infuriating Mm to me. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's infuriating to me. So the onus is on women. Well, breathing helps so much with IC, that deep Mm -hmm. breathing take away the stress because it's you know if if think about it think about your vaginal tissue just like the skin on your face okay Mm
0: -hmm. very
1: similar structure we spend so much time our whole lives we know how to care for the skin on our face we know what irritates it we know how to calm it we know how to bring moisture to it maybe you know how to prevent you know fine lines maintain its integrity well we need to have that same philosophy with our vaginal tissue and when we do Mm -hmm. that It's extraordinary, the difference, right? And every area of our life improves and our connection to our deepest creative self, which I think is housed in the womb and in the pelvic Mm -hmm. floor, as you were saying earlier. Um, So we need to take care of that tissue. Well, what are things that take care of it? Well, in times of stress, it's really important to take away things that irritate. First and foremost, when when Mm -hmm. you're stressed, imagine when you're stressed, if somebody came in your house and just dumped a bunch of trash on the floor, you're gonna be even more stressed, you can't think clearly. So we need to, in times of stress, be kind to the body and remove irritants and just kind of focus and simplify our lives. Well, some things that irritate vaginal tissue and the bladder when we're under stress are things like coffee, things like tea, things like tomatoes, citrus, and, you know, foods that have preservatives and packaged Mm -hmm. foods. We need to start having more nutritive foods that are calming and mucilaginous and that are bringing moisture to tissue, tissue and soothing it. Think of it like the moisturizer that you put on your face or oils that people put on your face how you're soothing that tissue and calming it maybe like after a sunburn or when you you know you have a bug bite or something This is the same with the vaginal tissue. If we soothe it with things like sea buckthorn oil, if we address, um, you know, things in our diet that are irritating it, if we consume more chia seeds, like I mentioned earlier, and flax seeds, and we eat some oatmeal, and we have avocado, and we drizzle olive oil on our things and and on our food. (laughs) um, You can also put it in, you can also use (laughs) olive oil as a lubricant if we're going to talk about that. You know, use coconut oil, use olive oil, be kind, don't use synthetic fragrances and harsh soaps on that lovely tissue. You know, who says we have to wash with soap anyway? Is it a dirty place? I mean, there is, there is a little community down there that's very beautiful. And this, this vaginal microbiota, this, this community gets disrupted by the things that we eat, the things that we wear, by our stress. Um, Even women's You know, you look at this infuriates me. You look at feminine products, you know, like the tampons and the pads Mm -hmm. and over half of them are full of forever chemicals Mm
0: -hmm. and PFAs.
1: And it's infuriating to me that that's allowed. And so you have women that have incontinence and they think I have to wear a pad every day. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the solution. They wear a pad. The pad is further irritating and exacerbating their symptoms because it's Mm -hmm. full of forever chemicals that are inflaming the tissue down there. The body, the poor body never gets a break. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: how can we address these things? Yes, breathing is essential. It's stopping stress. It's relaxing. Tissue that is relaxed, areas that are relaxed can heal, right? Mm -hmm. It's amazing how how just a little bit of space and a break from things that irritate you can allow you to recalibrate and restore function and heal. So yes, that breath work is an integral part of healing, but then also consuming things that are known to have an affinity on that tissue, like sea buckthorn Mm -hmm. oil. It's one of my favorites. It's been clinically studied. It's a beautiful omega-7 fatty acid that also is really good for your skin and your hair and your nails. It's all connected. We are all part and parcel of the the same thing. Our cellular health is so important in every part of our body. Um, And then you have to look at bacteria and microbiota. And so unfortunately, women, are affected with um, urinary tract infections far more than men. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a physiological thing, but then it's also um, hormones and the hormonal changes that we go through have an impact on our vaginal tissue. It either makes it thinner or thicker, you know, drier or moist. There's all of these, um, uh, uh, the effects of the hormones on our vaginal tissue. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're more susceptible then to bacteria. bacteria thrives um, when tissue is dry and when it is stressed, that's when bacteria thrives. And so you have a lot of women that are getting UTIs, which are incredibly painful, Um, They have incontinence. They're taking antibiotics, which are destroying their gut health and Mm -hmm. making them more susceptible to UTIs. Um, So one of our flagship products is CranberX, and it's now recommended by urologists and urogynecologists in seven different countries. It's a very concentrated cranberry extract that's had numerous clinical studies in the prevention and treatment of UTIs. And it works because cranberries have proanthocyanidins, and they coat the bacteria in like a Um, You know, if you want to call it almost like a uh, like a polysaccharide mucilaginous coating so that the bacteria Mm -hmm. cannot adhere to the urinary tract. So every time a woman goes to the bathroom, then if they're taking cranberries, it's flushing bacteria away. Well, what happens when the bacteria is not colonizing? It's not growing in the urinary tract. It's not irritating the tissue. The tissue can heal. So Mm -hmm. first and foremost, you have to address bacteria imbalances, right? Um, you have to address the integrity of the tissue. And you have to improve the integrity of the tissue. And there are a lot of fun ways to do that. You know, in menopause, um, we touched on a little bit earlier, but it's something I know that you and I are both very passionate about. And this idea that women need to know their bodies and love their bodies and not be ashamed of them. And they need Mm -hmm. to know pleasure and not be ashamed of pleasure. And if you think of the improvement that comes from self-pleasure and masturbation, you know, so many menopausal women are afraid to do that and they are worried about atrophy and they're worried about like, I just don't feel juicy anymore and I don't have longings anymore and I feel like I'm drying up and basically, you know, that part of myself is dying. Well, Mm -hmm. if you don't use it, you lose it. And so masturbation is actually a structural, it's an exercise. And when I get women, especially older women, to view it in this way that I assign for them, I want you to touch yourself and enjoy a soft, pleasurable relationship with yourself. I want you to Mm -hmm. use that part of yourself and see that it is still very, very vibrant. And I want you to do that on a regular basis. They're improving and increasing elasticity,
0: mm-hmm. tone,
1: structure, function, lubrication, cellular health of that tissue because it's getting blood flow. It is not about shame. It is not about sex. It is about knowing thyself and being kind to thyself. it an act of great self-love. And it can mm-hmm. keep you from having you know, this stigma of like, oh, I'm older and so I'm just shrinking up, I'm just shriveling up and I'm doing it down there as well as everywhere else. That is a lie. That is a Mm -hmm. lie that is perpetuated and I'm tired of it. I am as juicy and beautiful as I was when I was in my 30s. I love being in my 50s and i make sure that i protect that on a daily basis and i do that through what i eat what i think how i breathe how i touch myself how i let other people touch my you know touch me and the way that i show up in the world so vibrancy is something that we all need to celebrate and protect and there are a lot of ways to do it but don't be in shame don't ignore symptoms don't accept that utis are just part of your life um I meet so many women that have three, six UTIs a year and Mm -hmm. it makes me sad. Like you were saying with your client that had so much pain, it's you want to cry with your clients because Mm -hmm. nobody should have to live that way. It's wrong. And we need to get this information out there to help one another. And we need to speak about it all the time. Don't have wine with your girlfriends and sit around and just talk about the usual stuff. We are more than that. Talk about your bodies. Talk about your fears. Talk about who you are talk about your longings, talk about your pain, and then share with one another the things that you have found that help, because we are incredible resources for one another.
0: Yes, I love all of that because it is, it's honestly, it's so, and I think that is part of the piece that does still just drive that like, okay, I have a lot of work to do and I Mm. am responsible because I have this information because I still get women who come in and tell me that their provider who, again, we put so much trust in Mm. our doctor. And, um, you know, I, you, before the training I had was one of them, you kind of assume your provider knows all when really like, that's not the case there. Everyone (laughs) is kind of given their specialty, right. And they might know a lot about something, or if it's your primary care, they know a little bit about a lot of things, which means they don't know a lot about a lot of things. And so <laughs> they you certainly
1: don't know actually... anything about your vagina. I can <laughs> yeah, tell you no.
0: that. <laughs> and it's so sad because I've had women come in and tell me <laughs> that like they're 40, right? Like young, 40. Yes. And they get told So young. That, pa- that sex should like painful sex is normal for you now. Oh. You're 40. That's normal. Sorry. Welcome to life. And I or Love I've it. heard it's, it's, it's really just so depressing, right? I've Such heard people yeah. by their provider, have a glass, have a glass of wine, like just drink, yeah. drink a glass of wine before you have Great. sex. Uh, you know, all these things that are just like normalizing this idea that especially as we age, that that's normal, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah well, sex is uncomfortable for you now. Mm, you're 40, you're getting close to yeah. menopause. It's like, so what? Like it still should not be painful. We should be Never. able to have the most amazing orgasm of your life laid way down the road. And that's something Maybe even
1: the best orgasm of your life, you know, because it's so liberating. Menopause is so wildly liberating and I'm so tired of people talking about it like it's a death sentence and we need more women to get out there and talk about it in very honest ways. And yes, whatever, use the coconut oil, use the olive oil, Mm -hmm. you know, take your um, herbs to relax, a little valerian, a little passion flower, some aphrodisiac like Damiana, some schisangela, which I also think is an aphrodisiac because it's just bringing, you're bringing circulation. Ginkgo is wonderful. Anything that increases circulation, exercise more, um, mm-hmm. you know, touch yourself more, get to know your body, make sure that you orgasm once a week. I mean, mm-hmm. these are all the things that women need to be told. Eat well, stretch, you know, watch the stress level, um, turn the news off. Yes, there are horrible things happening in the world, but to listen to it 24-7 is not going to help you mm-hmm. reduce cortisol take things that help with that and then also integrate all kinds of practices that help you reduce your own stress like breathing breathing mm-hmm. helps you reduce stress it's so basic well, and it yet, is we're just not doing it we're not doing do. it our children aren't to- doing
0: it And at this point, like it is something where I'm giving it as a strict homework of like, okay, before sex, you are breathing, like you're going to get in a deep squat, you're going to do some deep breath work. And then Mm -hmm. afterwards, after you orgasm, you are going to do it again, because especially after an orgasm, those muscles, you know, they're contracting like a 1000 times a second, Mm -hmm. we're getting so much blood flow. And so much again, like great juicy, like vasculature, lubrication, so much good stuff happening, but because of that, it can kind of tighten things up. So especially for people who do tend to have that like muscle memory of too much tone and tightness, we want to be extra proactive and make sure we are calming things Mm -hmm. down. And so whether it's, you know, intercourse or even exercise, exercise is and can be a stress to the body, especially if it's done, you know, too intensely or especially like glute, glute exercises do kind mm. of rev up that pelvic floor. And, you know, talking about like interstitial cystitis and chronic UTIs, I have women who unfortunately have had UTIs like every other month, like they get UTIs. It's
1: awful, it And it's never just happen. like, it yeah. Happen. And, you
0: know, they have the interstitial cystitis diagnosis and they're like, well, I'm trying to take this medication. We're going to try and see if it works. But
1: yeah.
0: even, unfortunately it's in the, um, Urology Association did just finally come out with um, some guidelines saying that pelvic floor PT should be a number one um, care for interstitial cystitis and, um, and even just that chronic UTI, because when we think about a lot of those UTIs, they're going and getting tested and maybe even coming back negative, but they're still having all of those same symptoms. And Mm -hmm. um, even if it's coming back positive, and even if you're getting this diagnosis that like maybe your your epithelial cells are changing and there's maybe a true diagnosis of interstitial cystitis, the breath work and the release work and the soft tissue work that you can do to the pelvic floor, and especially if we're adding in some of these herbal supplements, like you can really resolve. I've had women, you know, never have to take antibiotics again, those UTIs exactly. are gone, um, gone, just from calming and opening that space and bringing blood flow to that space. And just That's getting, right. you know, again, like taking harsh soaps away, and some of these things that are just adding to yeah. that threshold of the tissue. And it's so I just
1: irritating. Yeah,
0: it, yeah. And so it is, it's it's amazing the work you do we could obviously talk for days on all of these topics and i'm sure i will have you on again (laughs) I do want to, no, you know, my I think are would be worth diving into a lot of these things that we've talked about today.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, and like, like you were saying, you can really, I mean, we're skimming along the surface, right? Because we're just trying to get information out there. You and I are both deeply passionate about education. And it's a huge reason why we show up every day and do the work that we do. And education is power. And um, knowledge is power. And so we're skimming along the surface of these things. But to go deep in any one of these is so much fun. And I know that we will um, explore these topics again. And I'm just grateful to be able to talk to you in such an honest and free way, and that you have the knowledge that you do. Um, Because I, first of all, it's stimulating to me. I don't even think of this as an interview. I'm just having a conversation with a rock star woman who knows her stuff, um, and who loves being a woman, and here here for that.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I agree. It has been such a blast to chat with you. And I know um, that you mentioned throughout our chat, a few ways that you do um, offer support, but I want you to just kind of let the listeners know how they can work with you or reach out with you and maybe get some, um, maybe if they don't really know where to start and this was interesting to them. And now they're kind of um, at least how I was when I chatted with you all jazzed Mm -hmm. up and ready to just dive into the herbal world and really, To learn more about how I can um just better support myself and my body throughout my my life how can they um work with you and get some of that um advice from you
1: Sure. Well, there's um, there's a number of ways to work with me. Um, I do have um, my own private practice, and so you can just reach out to support at hervitalway.com and say that you listen to the podcast and that you would were interested in speaking with me. And so um, I do a lot of pro bono work. So our first conversations are always something that I offer free of charge, and I just feel very passionately about that. And then should you decide if you want to work further, then we talk about fees. And um, there's always a sliding scale for that because price and cost should never prevent somebody from being able to get treatment. And I really believe in that. Um, My herbs and supplements that I've um, carefully curated as the ones that I think um, make the biggest difference um, are on my website, which is hervitalway.com. And, um, also for your listeners, we have a special discount code, which we don't do a lot. Um, but I just like to encourage people when they've heard something and it's resonated to take action and give it a try. And obviously cost is a huge incentive. So we have a discount code, which for you is mom T 20. So it's 20% off mom T 20. and then you can call us at 415- if you have any questions. We love sharing and talking to our customers and for people that are thinking about being our customers. Um, So email and reaching out via phone or through the website, there's a contact form as well. Um, one of the things, you know, you and I had talked about before we end this, and I know we're trying to end this, which is always the hardest part when you're <laughs> deeply immersed in uh, a conversation that um, has so much good, um, yummy bits to it. Um, But, you know, so many of my customers, like I touched on Desiree, are um, been suffering with UTIs. And there are these lovely women, many of whom, I mean, the, the age group is, it spans all ages. But unfortunately, with the older women and women over 50 who are menopausal, they're still, they were raised with this like stigma about their bodies. Mm -hmm. And so I do a lot of education when I talk to them about um, urinary tract infections and things that they can do to really um, break that cycle, um, apart from just taking the Grambrex um, teas that they can drink, breathing exercises. But so many of them are really interested in pelvic floor work. And I want to be able to share with them, You know, one thing that I had asked you before is like, if you could get on a loudspeaker and you could share one important thing, which I know is a really challenging question about, you know, pelvic floor health. What would you say to those women who don't even and never have even heard of their pelvic floor and maybe think, oh, I'm I'm too old to even try anything new or some kind of exercise? You know, kind of what is something you'd like to say to to those women um, that you feel could really make a difference in um in their, in their everyday life because, of course, it, it hugely impacts everything that they do.
0: Totally, I love that. I know I've been thinking about it because it's such a loaded question. I could, but I think again, it comes back to just one: it's never too late. Um, mm-hmm. There is obviously that reality that like you don't use it, you lose it. But the body is and the brain is so amazing, and it can rebuild. You can build strength as a 90-year-old and all of a sudden be a heavy lifter. Like it is never. <laughs> Um, Especially when it comes to the pelvic floor, you know, if if you've had that trauma history or shame or like lots of pain and you're just feeling defeated and like this is your body now, I just want to give you hope that it's not. And there is always a better way um, getting to know your body and what it's trying to tell you and just reconnecting is definitely the first step. But otherwise, I would say definitely seek out a pelvic floor PT, Um, even if it's not me. I do do virtual coaching. So I am here for your listeners worldwide. Um, And I have an in-person clinic here in New Mexico, but it is just something that I've found um, is never too late. I unfortunately hear the stories more often than not that, you know, oh, I've been suffering with this for 20 years and I just Mm -hmm. decided, you know, or I just heard about you. I didn't even know pelvic floor PT was even a thing. Um, Or yeah, you know, I kept mentioning it to my provider, but he kept writing me off and so I didn't think there was anything I could do about it and really I just want you to advocate for yourself and just know that there is there's so much you can do um and really the sooner the better because if it has been years it takes a while you know to rewire and um, rebuild that connection with your body and so the sooner we can get on it the better for sure
1: I love that. And it's so true. I mean, pelvic floor work really changed my life. And um, for for my community and my listeners, because this will be the first time that they're hearing you, it's really important. I love that you do virtual because it's a wonderful way to reach people. And so many of these conversations can happen like that in a virtual Mm -hmm. space and you can guide them through the exercises and show them that it's not about doing 2000 Kegels a day and that some of these exercises are actually enjoyable and so easy to do throughout your day. Um, Mm -hmm. just sharing with people, this idea of the hammock, right? I mean, the first time I learned that I was like, oh, I can visualize that. That's really cool. Um, and I can visualize drawing that up and relaxing it. And these, all these kinds of things, these conversations that they can have with you, um, are life changing. And yes, it is never, it's never too late because the body is extraordinary and its ability to change. We still haven't tapped into it. We're still so Mm -hmm. far away from learning what the body can do. Totally.
0: Yes. Well, I am just so grateful to have you on Amy and thank you so uh, much for fun. taking the time of your day. <laughs> it is my pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Day. Um, and my listeners will definitely um, be hearing from you again, and I will have all of Amy's information in the show notes. So if you are interested in reaching out with her or reaching out to her and working with her and trying her supplements, which I highly, highly recommend, uh, make sure you check out the show notes and all of her stuff will be down there. Um, but otherwise, Amy, thank you so, so much. And we will chat with you you. next time. We will indeed. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Montality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Montality Podcast.